0: Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole, Saturday, 6 p.m., live in Toronto, Ontario, at the Queen City Curio, a cult and spiritual store. Welcome. This is Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole. Uh, Clearly, we're broadcasting from the Queen City Curio, and, you know, of course, what we like to call Wuji Juan the center of primal chaos. Hell also- yeah! So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is our acupuncture studio. So, welcome is to our acupuncture. just gonna be me and Zach on purpose, um, because we're going to talk about some things that maybe some people will be offended if we bring them into the conversation. Uh, and we hope we we'll get some people, uh, so we. We want to talk about a serious issue, and I I think it's a serious issue that uh, my teacher brought up with me, and that I think it becomes more and more important in the age of TikTok witches and all baby witches, and that's the ebb and flow of magic. Um, So, a few things before we start: we've got all of June planned out. We've got somebody on contract to get the video into podcast, so we're good to go to get the podcast back. Back going since we contracted, and we're uh, they're going to do the audio cleanup for us when we're working full-time, and we just can't do it. Can't yep. do the sound. So we'll
1: be back on the podcast streams, not just the videocasts.
0: Not just the videocasts where you can see our mannerisms and humorous uh, faces when somebody jumps the shark. Eh. I don't think there will be the shark today. Maybe there will be, but I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, jump in the truck. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens today. Well, I mean, I think I've been doing magic for about 20 years. And I think, I don't know, you got about 10 on you, maybe 15. Yeah, something know. like that. I don't know. I've lost track. Fuck it. <laughs> exactly. And I think one of the things is that, um, first, there's two points about the ebb and flow of magic. And I think this is sort of like a public service show, actually. Like, in a way, like, because when you look at all these authors and public figures they are putting on a nice little glamour that's a lie (laughs) Yup. they act like you know everything is going great and it's it's a lie and i don't care who it is and i don't care how much hate mail i get it's a lie there's something's probably going right there's something's not going great there's probably issues and it It's not that you're not making progress. It's just that it's not the perfect uh, TikTok lifestyle or Facebook lifestyle that people present. And that's done on purpose. It's a magical technique or, you Mm -hmm. know, type of real black magic where everything is always positive all the time. We used to call that positive toxicity. Um, But, I mean, I think that getting that aside, which there's real financial reasons... I think literally what we want to talk about is the lie of linear achievement in magic. Like, I think we both agree you got to get the basics down. And I know I mentioned the TikTok witches, but if some of you are TikTok witches and you're watching this, yes, you got to get this down. you got to get the basics down. It's not that you have to militantly stare at walls, but you got to at least have some focus um, to actually make it work. But then it yeah, gets I mean yeah. it gets to
1: the point where basics chop wood carry water it's the focus it's can you let go of what you're doing ahead of time to do what you want to do right and right. I mean from there uh, continue on with what you're After saying
0: that, you get to more advanced stuff I think this is where it gets to be a little bit weird I think this is where it gets to be Everyone assumes because we live in a society where, like a job, what do you do? You have a career, and you work, and there's this sort of linear advancement, and that's the expectation that, "Mm, this should exist in the same way in a magical sort of context, but that's not the case. It's at least been my case. My case is more like there's times where you have a lot where it seems like you have a lot more magical power and other times where you don't and you're kind of this ebb and flow depending on what's going on
1: well yeah it's like it's all the it's everything combined it's what's happening in your life there what's your mentality um and then really when you start saying what's happening in life what's happening with me if you're in a high confidence state you're probably gonna hit your magic a lot faster
0: depending on the type of working you're doing. Sometimes, sometimes. I even think that is kind of like you could be a super com- – I mean, I think it helps, but I think you can be super confident and actually not kind of express that. I, I think it depends on the person. Like, right. you know, like like certainly I unfortunately can make miracles happen when my back's against the wall. That's not exactly a good thing um, because mm-hmm. my back's against wall. But I think a lot of times magicians go through phases, like uh, where you're on an upswing or downswing, upswing or downswing. You know, even your love hate relationship, magic grinds you. Oh, it does! Like a it grinder. absolutely does. What? Well, it like, absolutely grinds. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, hell. Once we I mean, get past all the the glamour. The, both yeah. the Hollywood and and magical author glamour is a really tough thing. You're always continuously examining yourself, and it's going to go in ebb and flow. Like I'm, I'm positing this idea that maybe it's going ebbing and flowing. You know, where you get all of a sudden get a cluster of results and then you get nothing um, mm-hmm. for a while, and it's not it's not completely as easily predictable as your confidence alone well right
1: and this is where it's you have to look at the overall situations and see again where they're matching and flowing on things because depending on your working that's going to influence the type of state that's going to influence the results so this is Not where like you can astrological explanations for that either Oh, hell no. I mean, I think, I mean, we take a similar stance on the astrological means of, all right, well, if you have a chart, you got magic,
0: change it. (laughs) Right. I mean, if you have that guidepost and you actually are buying into this, then use your tools to change it. But I mean, I think there's times after you get some real success, too, there's like a, you know, some workings, too, have a, it almost feels like a, tsunami effect like everything dries up before it's about to hit so when we talk about this kind of you know confidence you might be full of confidence but it's like things aren't quite working and all of a sudden the tsunami comes in yeah you've drained you sort of drain the pull back to make the tsunami work and then it basically after the tsunami recedes too then there's also sometimes i feel like a dry patch too yeah
1: yeah i man, there definitely is that because it's like still takes energy to do all that so
0: and shifting it's those currents it's, like, it's the way the universe is responding or you know like and depending on how far you go like you can go far enough if you're been doing this a while and it's not much past the basics that I think really you can break reality around other people. Um, mm-hmm. But if you don't stay in that mindset, like it's, it isn't quite like, like I was saying, like a linear achievement. Like you don't necessarily hit that optimal peak, no matter how much magic you're doing on a regular basis. It's not just yeah. conditions, external conditions either. Like you might hit the optimal peak where you could, you're you're in this kind of weird chapel perilous where it is hard for you and the people around you to tell what is real and what is not um which can involve hallucinations and Mm -hmm. uh or direct spirit manifestations or other things and then that's like if that's the pinnacle right if you're trying to actually say that this reality breaking aspects of magic that are possible is the pinnacle then at some point you have to pay attention to rent yeah and all of a sudden it kind of breaks that pinnacle like it's like okay you're here at this crest guess what after the weekend you still have to go to work monday not everyone does but a lot of people do
1: yeah that, that that's really much like what you see that with well, this gets into other things. It's like, well, if that's what you want to do full-time, someone has to support you, or you need to have a structure to support you so you can be in that state, more or less, without the break. But that takes a know. certain support system.
0: We have an occult store, and it's not quite that easy to be in that that pinnacle state. like Because it's not a shaman in the village. It's not a shaman yeah. on the mountain anymore. People do just bring food to you. You still yeah. have to basically manage those life things. like, And that's when you're interacting the more you're interacting with society the more like those pinnacle states of of i don't want to say they're pinnacle states it's the wrong way to say it but they definitely are outside of what would be considered uh consensus reality and it causes mm-hmm. other people's consensus reality to break down i don't think those pinnacles those states um are quite conducive in a society in societal interactions like You know, if you look at when those states actually happen, it's as much of a belief effect as it is an actual magical effect. But it's not the belief effect people think. It's like a group magical thing, or at least there's no opposing thoughts on what is or is not possible at that moment. Um, But still, at that point, like, there's a... It's not really a backlash, but I think there is an ebb there when you get there. Like... You could stay there for a while, but that's like one tsunami, right? One mm-hmm. wave. But then after that wave crashes, it's kind of like then what? More chaminosis? <laughs> a lot of chaminosis? more A
1: lot of a lot of other things. What do you do? Right.
0: <laughs> right, but there's this myth, right? Of 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 achievement that even in spirituality is there. You can you can look at all Oh, absolutely. yeah yeah yeah. You- like, like, let's look at the chakra. We, we, we spend five yeah. minutes. Well, by the way, if you're a sponsor, tomorrow. It's not no, tomorrow, not tomorrow. It's next
1: next week, week. Next week.
0: Next Sunday. Next six. week, if you're a sponsor for Deep Down the Rabbit Hole, we're going to cover the, the throat chakra in detail. Um, but even the chakras, if you look at how it's described in the West linearly, it's a, a statement of achievement. But in experience-wise, we know that's not true like mm-hmm. you might have issues in any of the chakras and might have to go back and forth to continuously improve and get better and better but what is the notion is that you can go up to chakras and you are become a spiritually enlightened being because if you get to the isn't crowd the you promise? got it <laughs> right isn't that the promise that's the promise right there that's the if you get here that's it that's the way it is you've made it but is that really it is it you made it and you're done
1: well, it's like the zen out here. Chop wood, carry wire, take a dump, right? <laughs> it, it's this flexing up and down. And, I mean, the experience of it is showing where
0: things are. There's another point, if you're really following this, that there there's a journey, but there's not achievement in the classic sense of mm-hmm. you achieve a goal and then you're done. It's not like you, like... You magically get sigils down and then all of a sudden you no longer use sigils. It's not like you magically get the root chakra down and it's constantly and congruently gonna stay perfect. Well yeah, it's it not like
1: a achievement it's on it's not an achievement chakra. unlocked there, right? It's like you've opened up the right, root chakra. Good. Congratulations, you're done.
0: <laughs> root chakra enabled. Feel the power. You have leveled up. But in reality, like, okay, maybe for a while your root chakra is good, and then you get sick, and then it's not. Mm -hmm. And people would view that, I think, the wrong light. They view that as a, oh, I'm taking all these steps backwards. Like meditation is another one where I think there's this idea of achievement. like, And that's partially, you know, probably partially my fault, and And the hardcore chaos magicians that are like, oh, you got to stare at a wall 20 minutes, you know, try to get an hour without moving, you know. I remember those days. (laughs) Yeah, but but is it it really achievement locked like that? Like, even then, like, if you're meditating and the world has changed, like we have now COVID, although mm -hmm. maybe not based on what everyone's doing right now, but, but for those of us who still like look at the scientific literature we still have it and what isn't that like isn't everyone living in a post-traumatic stress world at this point like we've isn't everyone traumatized which which lowers your meditation ability right like well uh this is where it's like our
1: Are are you using achievement in this context for like, okay, you have to stare at 20 minutes at a dot, not move physically? Or are you building a skill set? I think this is where we can look into those pieces. like When I did those practices, it was a skill set development for me more than um, actual achievement.
0: gaining pride, or achievement versus... so
1: that that's where i think that's a nuance there that in the practice it's like well yeah if you've achieved 20 minutes yeah that's a pride piece if you're saying i'm just doing this because i just want maybe a journey of mastery that's a little bit different in
0: the context there the journey of mastery is still a journey that is becoming increasingly rare mm-hmm. right I think I think this root chakra is a perfect example. Any of the chakras is a similar perfect example. Actually I could make the same argument about if you're doing real work with the tree of life. Mm-hmm. You know. But more so on on like the Dantians and chakras like this isn't really like you are done with it. Right. Well oh, you yeah. might have opened your crown and still have to go back to your root and try to work with it to get it to be a little bit more stable just because what's going on in the
1: well right and looking at it from that perspective it's like well how does the world influence you how do you influence the world and those get to a lot of well what's the context where you're going toward back to this dance of ebb and flow because I think a lot of people are right. like, well, reality sucks. And it's like, well, what you going to do about it? But it still doesn't mean it doesn't suck. And it's tough sometimes.
0: Well, that's the thing, right? Like if you totally bind into the idea, the sort of egregoric idea of the glamours, when you listen to people talk online, it doesn't make sense. But when you actually talk to real magicians, what happens is okay. They moved, stuff's tough, stuff's rough, and they have to go back like three levels, and then basically kind of rebuild this in a new situation. Now they have still got their skill sets, so it gets a little easier each time. But it's it's like the journey isn't a straight line. It's much more like a you know a maze, a curve, or a nonlinear linear uh, pathway to keep moving forward with hills and valleys and back turns and kind of going forward and then back more back turns and i think that no example gives us more example of this than the shock or stuff but that i think mm-hmm. is a, is a perfect example of the ebb and flow and they, in what actually happens you know and i mean really we have to start all being more media literate like to understand that the tools of sales and the tools of identity are not the same as what your own magical practices. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what the perception is or what you perceive as someone who's presenting a narrative that's one-sided. That isn't reality, right? But it can negatively hurt you because by not talking about the ups and downs that even older or people who've been doing magic for a while have, it gets to be rough for noobs mm-hmm. to understand there's a bump in the road. Like, not even noobs, people who are intermediate. Like, there's a major oh, bump yeah. in the road. And what does that mean? Like, because no one's being honest. Like, if they're being honest about it and authentic, they could say, yes, this is a bump in the road. But it goes two ways, right? First, people want the escapist magician fantasy that here's the pedestal for their teachers to be on. And second, which they can't live up to and Mm -hmm. second you know the people on those pedestals also like being on them that's not an indication or a rip on them everyone likes attention but the fact is what happens when that's the assumption that oh everything is continuous progress yet the first bump in the road uh, and people who can do magic usually come to it honestly from a rough place when they start off they they have things they want to get better uh and they've tried other methods and then magic is sort of one of those methods that okay i'll try this and stuff seems to work stuff just mm-hmm. seems to work and they keep going and for a while everything's great like it's like continuous process continuous linear progress and then it's not
1: yeah i mean because that doesn't, if you're thinking linear, there's still, expedi- I mean, if magic is about change, how can everything be linear?
0: There's just no way by the nature of change. Right. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Like, if the impression is what you expect, merely accepting the impression can destroy your match because you're already have set expectations. Will you beat yourself up. Because it's like it's not that continued change. That's that's the disservice that's going on. Like okay, you know, why not? I mean, no one wants to talk about the bad stuff. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to talk about the good stuff all the time. But why not talk about some of the like hiccups, you know, like or no. anything else? Like it's it's what you how you approach the obstacle and move forward. It isn't necessarily just the idea of this magical Guru shit, or that you've been doing magic for ten years—that's not it. That's not not it at all. It's really like about not even close. It's about well, what do you do right now? Mm -hmm. What what are you doing right now? Like right now, we have a lot of forces between economic, COVID, and a lot of stresses, and it still comes down to what are you doing right now? Like, Mm -hmm. there's no real. You can draw uh, a lot. Of self identity and a self esteem from the idea that you previously had great magical power and still be completely stuck in your current situations and if you're not going to acknowledge that and I'm saying for a fact there's many people even in the public eye that this is going on and I'm saying that as a fact if you personally can't acknowledge that because the idea of linear achievement is there this idea that there's gonna be no backsliding which is a lie mm-hmm. you can't take the steps to look backwards and say well what can I do differently here like what what maybe I start start using techniques that I used a couple of years ago revisit them you know something changed in me or something changed in external reality right because at that point you're not looking at the situation with compassion. And that's why this is an issue, fundamentally.
1: Yeah, I mean, hell, I can't even think of it. Everyone's like, "Well, you're a master medical go I'm like, "Yeah," and it's still backslides pretty consistently on things. Yeah, it's a constant.
0: Right? right, it's constant that you you are keeping it up, or if it gets you busy, uh, it goes down. So you have even to find new the, ways, right?
1: Right. Even the flows of the meridians will change. I think this is like, again, going back to your chakra model, but you definitely see this in Qigong. Everyone's like, well, these meridians exist, and they're stationary. I'm like, no. (laughs) You're not stationary. Your meridians aren't going to be stationary.
0: So this is where you have to adapt. Right. This is also a thing where we get into knowledge versus, like, uh, practice. In practice, you see your body is ebbing and flowing, even as you kind of get older, right? Mm -hmm. You know your mental state changes as the external state changes, like we're having you know, Absolutely. external state changes all the time, right? So that's gonna change your whole energy system, right? And one tool that worked that you, you think you had mastery of, I don't know, two years ago, might no longer work at all. Mm-hmm. And, and the honest approach is to say, okay, that tool, it's not working for me mm-hmm. right now. But the ego-driven approach, I hate using the term ego driven, but it really is like the ego clinging to it is I had mastery over this tool five years ago or two years ago. Like, or I already got past this point in the chakras Mm -hmm. or I got past this point in my personal Qigong. Like this shouldn't be an issue anymore. And here it is again. Right. Uh, And I think that's a big this is the myth. This is this is the lie we're getting to like that. That isn't at all what happens in practice. Like, everyone, like, every honest author should get on our show and say the same thing. Yeah, okay, at the start of COVID, I I was struggling. Because reality had fundamentally changed for many people. At that point, there was massive changes. Like, Mm -hmm. and massive people had massive upheavals in different ways. Lots of people got COVID. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a more honest thing to say. This isn't the same external realities changed okay maybe there was some mistakes made when you're trying to adapt to magic to the new your new reality maybe you move to a different city and things that worked and once it didn't work i mean mm-hmm. but to do that to to take that step back you have to not be gathering kind of pride or i don't know is pride the word i
1: think this is yeah spiritual pride where you're resting your little rails on this
0: Right, you're resting on your lungs because you already achieved that. You already passed that. That's not what the magical journey is about. I mean, it's great when you get results. It's great when you can keep getting results. You know, And it's great when you adapt and get results that you need to further your life. These are all wonderful things. But the past results don't necessarily mean that the situation is adaptive now. It doesn't mean that you'll get results now well
1: yeah and i mean this kind of reminds me of your prometheus channeling where when you look at prometheus it's never the same thing right so how's that going for
0: you prometheus channeling bringing up the prometheus channeling for the fire magic book jeez you went there <laughs> i went there rather difficult you know because i haven't channeled it a couple of years so you would think oh and mastery like i was a master at channeling um although what i have produced so far definitely has some kicks to it mm-hmm. like as in there's there feels like there's spiritual presence there um in in the words as in when other people read them that's sort of one of the metrics i'm using that it feels like there's something behind the words um but it's it's rough because like if you're trying to channel like it gets to all the things again like avid flow like some days it's good some days it's not you can practice to try to move your baseline up further but in reality it actually is hit or miss depending on what's going on
1: mm-hmm. right and just the nature of fire and prometheus there it's I mean, even looking at the stories, it's actually very much right on point with what we're discussing here, because it's like, what, Prometheus went against the gods in the legends who thought they were perfect, right?
0: (laughs) Multiple times. Right. (laughs) Gods that were often hostile to mankind, or gods that changed the situations for mankind, in ways that made it more hostile and less livable for mankind mm-hmm. and womankind, whatever you want to say there. So, so absolutely, absolutely, that would happen a lot. And the Prometheus arc, right? And, and there's people to know. Where I'm still working on a fire magic, more seriously trying to get it back um, than we were before. And channeling um is sort of like in our, my opinion sort of like an invoked state uh that you're trying to control the flow into what is usually not very easy to deal with when you're writing like as in you're using cross-sections your brain that channeling and writing they don't usually go together without a lot of practice so you're trying to yeah. make neural links that Sort of don't go together because once you can access language more clearly uh, It gets more and more difficult to actually properly um, Properly channel language it takes Mm -hmm. a whole lot to to get it down because you're sort of getting impulse and then translating it so there's a there's a delay step there's like there's the vibe you hit the vibe and then there's a delay where you're trying to have your subconscious mind translated into a symbol set which is words and then mm-hmm. spit that out through your hand. so there's all these cognitive there's a lot
1: of steps at,
0: <laughs> right that that has to go through as it bubbles up through your subconscious mind you can often get uh messages that are too guided by your own conscious mind and it's another example of well as you get better more in the flow of things that it's good and it can be bad and you have to kind of take this this good and bad with it and that's channeling kind of um channeling directly to verbal uh or automatic writing is a little easier than kind of controlling it and what Mm -hmm. do you call Now, what i was really trying to do is to get a vibe um, and tell a story so i don't have to have i don't have to have uh, my goal isn't to have accurate future predictions with the channel um it's to get an reinterpretation of some of the stories that has a certain vibe to or mystical energy or whatever you want to call them and yeah this is a great example of sort of the ebb and flow there used to be a time when I wasn't so linearly uh, bogged down at work and stuff like that, that channeling was a little bit easier as in Mm -hmm. it wasn't as much of a challenge and I'm working on it to get it back.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, it is, this is the honesty conversation, everyone. It's like, you know,
0: we're saying like, (laughs) go ahead. Yeah. I think it is the honesty conversation that, you know, probably will not be as popular because you know it's better to believe in the pedestal metaphor oh yeah that's fun that that kind of escapism is great it makes you feel good you know to have a prototypical witch or magician rising the heights of reality and breaking and constructing things that's what everyone wants to hear but i think that Mm -hmm. that's that's what was getting at it's counterproductive like you want to hear andrea i don't know struggling to channel prometheus but i find that to be ironic because you should probably struggle to channel prometheus given his whole backstory Story. <laughs> yeah so you know it shouldn't quite be a burden like being chained to a rock but you know <laughs> That's some, some hard stuff. off, <laughs> right? I mean, sure. You know, we could all just hang ourselves upside down for nine days and channel the wisdom of the ages with losing our eye, but that's not exactly going to be helpful.
1: No, it's a modern isn't. living. I think.
0: <laughs>
1: Back in the day, no, but no. <laughs>
0: Back in the day, you hung upside down for nine days and, uh, you know, yeah, no, your thank eye. You. <laughs> no, no. I was thinking, I don't remember that ever happening back in the day. <laughs> There's something I should know? How did you get your eye back? Glasses. you magic. I'll just, I'll just slap you. Man. <laughs> You're, you were about to say magic. I knew you were about oh. to say magic. Get it back through magic. What do you think those nine days were about?
1: <laughs> yep. Yup. Yup. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, this is where we really touched about these greater pieces of, well, you know, the glamours. Uh, we've talked about a little about the Promethean story and your struggle with uh, the channeling there. And this is where it's like, it's almost, I won't say it's oppositional to reality, but this there is a piece where we need to talk about these practicalities of like, well, what do you do when these everyday situations
0: magic is oppositional to reality right i mean not quite it does seem to flow into reality but when you think about it mm-hmm. there's a lot of any situation that it involves change involves inertia yep magic is in an opposition to inertia and once inertia sets in through magical practice you're almost always going to be that's where you start seeing a lot of the I wouldn't say back, I wouldn't say the app, but that's where the app can come in real fast because mm-hmm. it's inertia, right? Inertia, like to change things. And the greater the changes you, you make, the more fatigue you're going to have for changes that you make. As in, yep. if you make major changes, your subconscious mind may accept those changes, but it's still going to be change fatigue. After a while, like there's still going to be a well, maybe not so much so fast,
1: mm-hmm. like,
0: yeah. That, down there. Def- there, there's definitely that
1: piece where it's like, even when I'm thinking about my experiences, I'm like, yep, things I've hit, like machine gun on stuff, I'm like, Ah, uh, little too fast,
0: right? This gets into, <laughs> doesn't this get to the what I was saying about the tsunami, like after the tsunami. It's like hmm, now we can say that's from the sub- subconscious mind. But yeah, there's that period where you are just trying to stabilize it. Now, if we were if you if everyone was being honest, like there might even be backlash from getting a whole bunch of stuff like other mm-hmm. areas kind of fall down because you're paying attention right again, if you're not taking the achievement approach that it's this and you're done, I already achieved that and never can change. You can look at that more compassionately, like you basically say, Well, I got this over here and over here, some things fell. Um and that just happens, it's just information and I'm gonna sort of embrace self compassion and actually go work on those other aspects that maybe maybe now it's time.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think that is probably one of the things that doesn't get talked to in the culture like the popular culture Everyone's like just do it and you're like this is harsh so maybe analyze and do some self-love work around this and i think that is we've talked about this so many times however it is one of those things where again it's stop beating yourself up we're doing the best you can to reframe that
0: right? do you know how many magicians you'll hear about this is why it's an issue you know how many magicians you'll hear about which is and sorceresses, or whatever you want to call yourself, you know, that they've been doing it for like three, four years, just sort of not trivial amount of time to develop a hobby, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, seriously do it. And then and they just walk away and it comes down to this because it's like the idea of there's no backsliding. Yeah. Because no one ever said to them that, well, you might have a few bad months and it's okay. Mm hmm. Like that's not the expectation. It's like, oh well, nothing works. Everything blew up, but okay. It's like
1: okay, you got to blow up, so that's still something, and that's still information,
0: right? And I think that's that's one of the things. I mean, oftentimes when people are starting out too, they also get results in techniques that are not repeatable. Um, mm-hmm. A lot, a fairly amount, a lot. You know, like it fairly good results fairly quickly because it's novel yeah you know so there's no issue there um, with getting novel novel results um, at first and then what happens as you get more used to it all these kind of uh, ebb and flow ideas come into play
1: well yeah, I mean that gets into the and flow, that gets into neuroplasticity, right? Where it really is like if you are more in fluid and it's a new thing, it's a new experience, you're you're on all runners psychologically and emotionally. When it starts becoming like okay, I've done this again and again and again. Well, you start getting lazy with it cuz you you're not adapting anymore, you're doing a routine. And then you what, you know, I've done and you've called me out, and I was like, dude, um, change your routine because you're starting to, like, disconnect on it.
0: <laughs> I think it's even more than that because it's like, it, that is part of it. I mean, the neuroplasticity and changing your routine is critically important. Like, even if you're changing your routine slightly so it's not quite hitting the neurons in the same way, uh, it'll revitalize your practice every time. Mm-hmm. Um, changing the colors, changing incenses, just anything that kind of makes it so it's not quite as neuro locked down um, will help. Even taking different anchors in, going into rituals, or uh, just even recommitting every time to the most uh, strongest possible. ritual that also can be you know overcome the boredom because your your attention is so hyper focused so there's a lot Mm -hmm. of methods to get around neuroplasticity and like i said like if you can get past the idea of achievement there's a lot of ways that then you can look at any issue or anything you'd like to improve in your life and not not have the identity that you already achieved something and instead just look at it I don't know, like the wandering journey, it is really. Yeah,
1: and I think this, well, that adds spontaneity back to it, right? If you you what? don't know what's
0: going to happen, you don't know, so you're a little more on the right. edge. Right. If you don't know, it, and, and, and I mean, that's that's, I think a meditative technique that actually works for this, like to continuously assume you do not know the outcome of magic, like. When you're meditating like that is a powerful technique to kind of force your brain into this well i don't really know maybe the last hundred times nothing it happens and i get the same general result but there's this one time where there's a light in the sky and you hit the star at the right time and you get much better results than you expect or any sort of meditation that introduces that chaos back into your general practice to try to break the neuropracticity and sort of. Well, I mean, even
1: on that example, it's very much like I was doing some working and with that, it was, it seemed like it backslid. It literally was like, I looked at it. I'm like, this is actually a negative result that I got the day of. And uh, basically I had to pay TTC, uh, even though I have a year access card. So I was like, all right, that's right. pretty bad. Right. And you know, I do the calls, and they're like, well, you got a full refund on everything, so don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. And then I went to Tim Horton's later that same night, and I got a free extra-large double-double, even though they screwed up my order. Now, we know Timmy's does not do this. So I, I, when I got a free coffee, and then I got a discount on top of another coffee, I'm like, all right, this is... I would never imagine this (laughs) on this type
0: of working but that's the way it went through right totally totally it happened but it was again the expectations led to a different place um Mm -hmm. and we kind of went from there so any last minute thoughts
1: last minute thoughts i mean really on this it's (laughs) well this is where I'd say keeping an open mind and again doing those techniques that we just discussed where it is this recommitment and well just seeing what happens being curious I, I think that is the best place curious to start um, to and then in terms curious of just put the self compassion pieces it's like yeah shit happens and don't buy all the glamours out there i mean this is where everyone has to go to the toilet
0: (laughs) right well you would hope right you would hope right Dysentery and they'll die (laughs) (laughs) what's that game that was the yeah orgon trail you you've gotten dysentery and you've died So what do we have coming up in the near future? Well, we have our bi-monthly,
1: uh, sponsorships. Right now we're focused on the chakra workshops. So with next week, it'll be, uh, we'll do them every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern standard time. And with that, uh, the next one is going to be the heart chakra after that. in about a week at two weeks, we always say, um, it'll be the throat chakra. So we're going through all the chakras uh and then Andrea and i are also talking about doing rituals again so we're scheduling that yeah, up yeah. with our public shows that you're all um seeing currently or will be seeing uh so that's every friday or saturday uh 6 so work- p.m also
0: the workshops if you are interested uh we'll have the links in the show notes but they are totally sponsored workshops through the center where we have sh- chakra workshops and we are going to start the workshops kind of crafting workshops that we're we're getting materials down right now and it'll be soon. Not this Sunday, but probably early July we'll start that out. Uh, so if you're interested, you to come by the center and your sponsor on Sunday and we'll be making stuff. So if you're not yep. clear where we're at, 607 Gerard Street. These stores at four oh one and our acupuncture clinics at four oh two, but you can just come through four oh one to get there. That's in Toronto if you're not from Toronto. Uh, oh, the great city of Toronto, Ontario, in Canada. Yep. <laughs> For all our international listeners, now you know. Right. Now you know. There's usually parking on the street. Yep. It's pretty easy to get. So so come visit us and we, we were able to before have our store open in regular office hours regular business hours but that's almost done that we're going to be able to move to having regular business hours they could just kind of drop in obviously because we're a medical clinic we're still a mass clinic um that's just to keep our, our people who are getting acupuncture safe yep still medical um, regulations and so yeah, it's still under medical regulations as opposed to store regulations and with that just remember be self-compassionate toward yourself even if you feel like you're in an ebb of your own magical process just be co- be compassionate yourself try to mix up what you're actually working on um, and recommit to not knowing the end result and you'll see that will work wonders to get real progress Mm Hmm. So this is who do we have coming up next week? We have Shaman Joe. We have James Shaman
1: Joe. Yes,
0: coming on. We're going to talk about well, more fire magic, particularly the Peruvian fire ceremony again, and um, some other details since we haven't caught up with him in a while. Uh, We've a couple weeks after that. uh, We've got Shay coming on and talking about uh, necromantic daemon technology, which is not going to be as shocking as people would think by the title. <laughs> it is um, definitely not definitely, shocking, but a fun topic, but a fun topic, right? And, you know, we, we're, we're always open to having people come on the show. Like we said at the beginning of the show, we've, we've hired somebody to, to get the podcast episodes done, so the backlog of podcast episodes will be there if you're not watching live uh, and prefer the podcast format that will be back available in the next couple weeks so again stay healthy stay well we appreciate all the support and we hope you'll visit us at queen city curio 607 or seven Girard street uh, in toronto or just shoot us a line in one of our things i'm andrea venomous
1: i'm zachary Louie and have a great night
0: deeper down the rabbit hole is sponsored by the queen city curio and apothecary in Toronto Ontario proudly in East Chinatown our store is at 607 Gerrard Street East unit 401 just take the elevator up to the fourth floor and we're right there we carry the finest spiritual goods for all spiritual paths whatever you are into we can help you. check out our full public library of occult materials with over a thousand books accessible anytime the store is open check us out online at queencitycurio.ca be sure to leave a wish at our wish shrine right outside our door you never know it may just come to pass